0: Hello and welcome to Grain Insight, a Sian update on getting your grain to market. I'm Stacy McCracken and joining me is David Shednovic, Director of Sales and Marketing. David, today we're going to focus on advancements in investment in technology and how that has increased Sian's network capacity, fluidity, and most importantly, how it's increased safety. There's so much ground to cover here. For now, let's focus specifically on signals and communications.
1: Thanks, Stacy. Signals and communications, or s and covers a lot of ground, and is critical to the safe and efficient operation of the rail network. We see SNC equipment at work while waiting at a controlled rail crossing. Crossing warning lights, audible bells, and crossing gates coming down in advance of the train transiting the crossing. There are over 6,500 active warning devices employed at crossings across the CN network alone. Then look down the track and you'll probably see signals of different colors lit up. Plus there's all the stuff that we don't see.
0: Okay, so what exactly is a train signal?
1: Train signals convey authority for trains to move, and in some cases, at what speed they are to move at. They're designed to keep trains a safe distance from each other when moving in the same direction or at opposite directions. At the onset of railroading, manual timetables were used to plan train movement, but you can see right away the pitfalls of relying on a timetable to make sure everything happens according to plan. The first rail signals in North America were installed in the 1830s. These were large balls or baskets suspended on a pulley system with the relative height at which they were set, known as the signal's aspect, signaling to the locomotive engineer how to proceed. That's where the term highballing had originated. Of course, there's been monumental change since then, and it wouldn't have been possible without the invention of the railroad circuit back in the 1870s by William Robinson. It's elegantly simple. Track circuits are created by sending pulsed or coated signals or electric current running through the rail. When a train occupies a specific section of track, the circuit is broken, short-circuited by the presence of the wheels and axles of the locomotives and the cars. This is incorporated into Centralized Traffic Control, or CTC. We'll get into that right away. When a track circuit is interrupted and there's no explanation for it to be down, this gives an indication to the operating crew that there's an issue ahead, and the signal indication will notify them to reduce their speed and be on the lookout for broken rail. Radio traffic controllers will have a visual of a red bar in their overview that indicates to them that there's an issue and they must notify SNC to send a technician to investigate. It's a simple means of detecting broken rail and is crucial in ensuring safe rail operations.
0: Can you give us a bit more detail about what CTC is?
1: CTC is CN's operating method on all of our core main routes. Back at the time of privatization in 1995, just under 6,800 miles of CN mainline track had CTC, against total track mileage of around 19,500 miles. The mainline to Prince Rupert had yet to be signalized, and since 1995, CN has signalized the route all the way to Rupert along with enhancing the CTC network along the entire mainline, with over 9,000 miles of CTC in place today. Not only does CTC allow for efficient train movement through the use of an electrified signal system, which, to oversimplify, is controlled by the click of a button from a rail traffic controller, or RTC panel. The panel shows when specific trains are in certain blocks between sidings, along with the aspects of signals in the field and the position of switches, and they can watch the train progress throughout his or her territory. RTCs remotely send out controls to request signals in the field in order to plan and direct trains across the territory they're responsible for. This also provides a safer operating environment. When an issue is identified, the RTC can immediately see which trains are in the vicinity and contact them with further instructions.
0: Okay, so how does CTC enhance network efficiency?
1: Well, single lines of track with CTC installed are effectively like two-lane highways where passing is allowed, except of course you have trains moving in both directions along that shared trackage. When they meet, something has to give. Along the route, you have sidings that trains can enter into an exit, and to do that, a switch has to be lined. It's so fundamental and basic, but there's no steering controls in the locomotive. The locomotive runs along the steel rail, and the engineer has throttle and brake to employ. With CTC, a train does not need to stop to have a member of the crew get off the train and manually throw a switch to line its route. That saves a lot of back and forth. Similar principles are applicable to stretches of double track, and CTC allows you to run bidirectionally on both tracks through the use of crossovers to get from one track to the other. Also, as discussed previously, CTC provides broken rail protection, whereas the Occupancy Control System, or OCS, does not. OCS is commonly referred to as dark territory in that there is no visual representation of how the trains are progressing. All operating authorities are given over the radio as a written document. There is also no broken rail protection in this operating environment, recognizing that the traffic volumes in these subdivisions are less dense than the core mainline route. CTC allows for many areas of the network to achieve a maximum track speed of 60 miles per hour for freight trains, whereas the maximum track speed in OCS territory generally tops out at 40 miles an hour, with the majority of areas at 30 miles per hour or less.
0: All right, let's shift and focus on early warning detection systems. Can you describe their importance and key examples?
1: CN has an elaborate network of early warning systems that enhance safety. Hot bearing detectors, also known as hot box detectors, use an infrared scanner to look for heat in wheel bearings. When a hot bearing is detected, a radio announcement is broadcast from the detection site to the train, and the crew is required to stop and inspect. That network results in the scanning of billions of axles per year. Then there are hot wheel detectors, which also use infrared technology to look for heat in the wheel itself. An overheated wheel could occur due to a sticky brake, and a wheel experiencing this issue can degrade due to repeated heating and cooling. That's looking for heat. Then there's cold wheel detectors, placed at the bottom of long grades where the train should be applying the brakes, and that process generates heat as the brakes are engaged on the wheel. Wheels set with a cold wheel profile get flagged for brake system inspection. CN's Dragging Equipment Detector Network, deployed in concert with the hot box Detector Network, is very intense, looking for something that's dragging or running off the rails. And finally, there are wheel impact load detectors, or wild sites. These detectors measure the impact of each wheel going over the detector. High-impact wheels are a problem because they can cause parts to rattle loose, and they can also cause serious damage to rail and ties. These wheels must be identified and addressed before they cause bigger issues.
0: Besides enhancing safety, how does this network of detection systems enhance capacity?
1: If you think about it, there are different ways to create network capacity. Last episode, we focused on the impact of intense capital investment in network infrastructure, like double-tracking the main line in spots or the addition of long sidings, or expanding a rail yard, giving yourself the elbow room to do more physically. You can also invest in technology to create a more fluid, more reliable railroad. Investing in early detection systems such as these allows you to identify problems before they become more serious, like a steel wheel breaking. In that way, you can avoid network disruptions and keep traffic on the network moving we're in the middle of taking that to the next level by using enhanced technologies such as the automated track inspection program and automated inspection portals to identify problems before they appear.
0: Can you describe a high level of what positive train control or PTC is?
1: Well, the implementation of PTC in the US is probably the biggest SNC accomplishment of the past 25 years. It's definitely the largest technology program deployed in CN's history and is a major investment in its network. PTC is a safety overlay designed to prevent certain accidents resulting from human error, such as overspeed derailments or train-to-train collisions. The system can initiate a full-service brake application to stop a train if the crew does not take action. PTC equipment is installed in both the locomotive and the wayside signal plants. As part of PTC installation, an entire new radio network along with cellular backup was installed at over 1,600 locations. The wayside control point communicates with an approaching train and relays the position of the switch machine and the aspects of the signal. The onboard locomotive equipment analyzes the speed of the train against various factors, and if an unsafe condition is present, such as speed versus stopping distance to a red signal, a warning is sent to the train crew. PTC equipment can enforce a brake application if no action is taken by the train crew. Installation was a huge task in itself for PTC. Safe and efficient operation, along with interoperability between railroads, is entirely another. At the end of December 2020, CN announced that it had successfully completed the U.S. government's federally required interoperability testing with tenant railroads so they can operate PTC on CN's 35 subdivisions equipped with PTC in the United States. CN also announced that the Federal Railroad Administration had approved and certified CN's PTC system.
0: Thanks for your time, David. And thanks for listening to Grain Insights, an update from CN.